Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about the problem that constitutional conservatives have created by turning everything into a policy decision, a policy issue, and how that fundamentally screws you and me and how we have no chance until people understand this problem. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I practice for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth about the Constitution and the situation we're in, regardless of how ugly it is and how much abuse I take. I'm also a self-certified master practitioner. I gave myself that award almost 20 years ago, and I recently gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for the great work I've done here on my podcast. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and get this show going. So I want to do a show today about the harm that these constitutional conservatives really ultimately do and the way the system works, this Hegelian dialectic they have set up where you have this kind of proposal with an antithesis and then a blending, a solution that then drives society forward and how both sides are necessary. You have to have the liberals and you have to have the conservatives in order to have this fake system set up where people continue to believe that they are in a system where there's actual choice and a real question about where we're going through the voting and all the other made-up shit that I've gone over again and again and again. And I want to do it because I was listening to a little bit of so-called talk radio, and I hear it periodically. And what's really just stands out to me is the way they have turned everything into a issue of policy. See, it's all about policy now. Everything's about policy. Ukraine's a net matter of policy. COVID policy, lockdowns policy. Everything's policy now, whether or not trans rights should be. It's policy, whether or not we should do this. Every single thing is now a policy question. See, pretty much every part of your life has now been dragged into the so-called ability of government to regulate it in some form or fashion. And the issues are all just simply now about policy. We have to talk about what a good policy would be and what the people want and what the people don't want. And all these Barnum statements are thrown around. And I was thinking about it because I was driving back from my ACA meeting on a Monday night. And uh, sometimes I'm in a good mood, sometimes I'm not from that. But anyway, I heard one of these local yokel jokers on there, and he's really one of the worst I've ever heard as far as just being a fairly stupid human being who is just driven 100% by emotion. And I don't even know how he gets on there five nights a week and, and does what he does. It's, it's God, if he wasn't already just driven insane uh, doing that, 15 hours a week and preparing to do what he does 15 hours a week would drive any person insane. He just gets on there and rails about stupid shit. He's constantly pushing these theme about Ukraine and Russia all the time with the Ukraine and Russia, just like he kind of pushes the uh, the whole COVID issue. But 
you know, he just believes any kind of report about so-called atrocities. He's talking about how there's so many rapes, 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 so many rapes and murders going on and all this shit the Russians are supposedly doing. Just absolutely no thought at all for all of the endless lies we get from government about the babies in the incubators and the Huns scaring the babies in World War One and Vietnam and weapons of mass destruction and every single thing we get from the media and the government, it's all just lies about this stuff. This is called war propaganda. Both sides engage in it, trying to sort things out silly. And this guy just sits there and just repeats it all. And then I was listening this morning and I heard a couple of other local jokers and they were talking about how the different states are handling the, the COVID crisis differently and that the out in California, it's very difficult to have a business. And when he calls in in the morning to New York, they still aren't working in the locations. They're still working remote and how each one of the states is supposedly handling it differently. And that if they keep doing that, the people from California will all come here to Texas because it's so great and so fucking free. Leaves out the fact that our governor simply reissued the emergency declaration for our state not even two weeks ago. <laughs> how can this possibly be an emergency at this point, right? How? How can this be an emergency? It's utterly ridiculous. There's literally nobody sick, nobody dying. Nothing's happening with it except some fake tests being given to people and they're dreaming up new so-called variants. But I'm listening to the guy and I'm thinking, okay, so here's this guy pushing this standard narrative of the idea that in California it's bad and they don't have freedom. And here we have freedom because we're in Texas and Florida and we've handled it so differently. Just ignoring entirely all of the issues that made me start my podcast almost two years ago, which is that there's absolutely no discussion about any possible legal authority to do any of this. It's see, once you've turned it into a matter of policy and not a question of authority, You've already lost. As soon as it's just a policy issue, if the government has the authority to do it, and it's just a matter of manufacturing sufficient consent through all their fake channels, well, you've lost because they're going to do whatever the hell they want. And now, from what I can tell, everything is policy. This idea of COVID, the reason I even started my podcast almost two full years ago was because I was so shocked that literally nobody was raising the issue of this authority. Where does it come from? Locking people down, issuing all of these proclamations that businesses have to close, this kind of thing has to happen, that kind of restriction has to go on. Those are all injunctions. See, those are injunctions. In order for the government to have the authority to do that against even a single person, they would have to go and file an injunction against them because an injunction is is a claim for something besides monetary damages. It's a claim that you do or refrain from doing some action. That's what an injunction is. If they want to close your business because they claim you're sick, they have to get an injunction against you. They have to come in and prove their case. They have to bring evidence. You get to cross-examine them. You have all those protections. None of that happens with the system we have now, which is literally they just make a statement from some phony baloney health official, declare an emergency, and they can literally lock down, get an injunction against tens of millions of people with no proof at all. None. They don't have to make any proof. They don't have to defend anything. Nothing. It's just a matter of policy now, whether or not they should do it. Is this sufficient data? Does the department, is this person acting politically 
Should they do it? Is this the right choice? Not the question of whether the government has any authority. And see, the constitutional conservatives, they don't ever talk about the Constitution being violated and there being a penalty to the people. All they talk about is a penalty being that you have to vote them out. This is the fundamental problem we have now in the system, is that it's set up so that one side that claims to be for freedom runs around and accepts that the government has this authority if they get sufficient votes. Therefore, we have to fight all about the ballot box and all this other shit. There's no actual issue about whether or not they can do it at all. And whether or not, even if they get the votes, whether there's any obligation whatsoever to obey a completely and totally phony baloney law. See, they don't talk about any of that. They fundamentally frame the issue up in a way that makes sure that you are screwed. Everything is a policy choice. Everything. Whether they should teach little kids about being a fucking trans in kindergarten, preschool, first grade, second grade. Whether they should show them books, show them about how daddy, daddy and daddy are the same. Daddy and daddy had a baby, that kind of shit. Whether they should do it or not. See, that's, that's how it's all framed up. And, and the solutions are always the same, which is you're supposed to go down and volunteer your time to go down and try to fight this gigantic bureaucracy that you're forced at gunpoint to pay for as it drives on and pushes whatever it wants. You see the very, very huge difference between those two positions? They have conceded away the only position that actually matters in our country, which is that the government doesn't have the authority to do any of this. It doesn't matter if they get 90 fucking percent of the vote. There's no authority to do it. If there's so much desire for it to happen, then they need to get constitutional amendments. The government's not just authorized to do any and everything it cares to do. And everything's not a matter of policy. In fact, at the federal level, almost nothing's a matter of policy. But everything's been turned into policy. They can literally regulate how much water flushes in your toilet. They could reduce it down to a cup. And they would, oh, this is outrageous. The EPA has done this. this is, nobody can flush a toilet with a cup of water. This is fucking outrageous. You have to flush your toilet 50 times. They could pass regulations that say you can only flush your toilet once. That any additional flushing, they could put a monitor on there. And it's all coming with the Internet of Things. <laughs> and see, so once you put it into this issue of policy, you've lost. And that's the way all of it's framed up as policy. That we have to win at the ballot box in order to get sufficient justices on these courts in order to do these things. Because once the courts rule, then we're all bound. See, all of that's upside down. None of that's true. See, none of that's true. <laughs> and no free people would ever agree to such an insane system. And that's why these constitutional conservatives and media are so, so dangerous. Why I detest them so much. Because it's not that they don't speak in general terms about things that people agree with. They do. It's just that the solutions they offer are so deceptive and insidious and incorrect and hopeless, they've driven everybody into this ditch of deciding whether or not it's good policy and we have to win elections. Look, if the government's limited, as we're told, that's what we're told. We're told our fucking constitution does. We're free. Then it wouldn't matter. You, you could just sit all the elections out <laughs> because the government have no authority to do any of these crazy things that have now all been turned into so-called policy decisions. How much money should we send to Ukraine? 
That's a policy choice now. If people think that if Trump was in there, things would be different. Because Biden's in there, uh, things are different. <laughs> okay. Well, where's the authority for the federal government to simply take money by gunpoint from me and simply hand it out to anybody they care to overseas or anywhere else? Where's the authority for that? See, there is no authority for that. So once you're arguing about whether or not that's a bad policy decision, that's, that's a bad policy decision with regards to foreign policy, um, you've lost. Because all they have to do is disagree with you, and they just hand the money out. See, that's not a country with leaders so-called. That's in any way limited. That's in any way limited legally. See, there's no real limit on them if all they have to do is get enough votes. See, there's no limit on them if all they have to do is get enough votes. See, because an overwhelming majority of people on an issue is 65, 70%. That's huge support for something. They will, they will tout those polls as though there's some kind of fucking manna from heaven. Look at the strong, broad support. Break it down. Single mothers. Housewives, working class, white collar, <laughs> minorities, children under 25. They'll break it down in a million ways. Oh, strong support. I don't give a fuck how much strong support there is for it. 30% of the people don't like it. <laughs> 30%. That's almost 100 million people. How are you talking about how it's okay that now we, 100 million people, have to suffer at the hands of some decision? some policy choice. See, that's not a limited government. This is the problem. The people fundamentally do not understand what a criminal operation the government is. It's not okay to call everything policy. What have they set up now with this whole COVID deal, right? They never had to prove that the tests worked. They never had to isolate the virus. They never had to discuss terrain theory. They never had to discuss anything. They just have these people who aren't even elected making these decisions in things like the CDC, which is totally and completely unconstitutional agency. There's no authority for the government to be in charge of disease. None. But again, everything's about policy. And so the things that matter, both sides all agree. Both sides agree because both sides are on the same team, and that's team government. But look what it's set up for now. The question now is whether or not the states should have handled it in a certain way. Well, that concedes the argument that they could handle it a different way, that they could lock you down, that they could require you to wear a mask, that they could shut your school, that they could force you to take a jab. See, it's all policy now, not a question of whether they have any authority to do this. And no, the Supreme Court's not in charge of telling me whether or not the federal government has some authority. It's not. Supreme Court is there to decide a single case. That's it. It, it. All it does is bind the parties to that case. That's it. That's all it does. Nobody would agree to anything else. And that's not what it is. And in fact, these recent stupid-ass Supreme Court nomination hearings that we sat through, they exposed that fact right there because when a person who's been nominated to be on the court refuses to answer questions because they don't know what will come before them and they have to wait to see the facts and all this other stuff before they can make a decision. Well, first of all, I did a whole show and showed you that none of that's true. 
The Senate can decide any way they want what it means to give advice and consent, and they've set this completely phony system up. But when someone does that, and they go through that, and they say that, what is the actual reason they're doing that? Why? What's the basis? The basis for not answering the question is that they can't possibly show any so-called bias because they don't want the facts to be. They can't know until the case comes before them. Well, that right there shows you that Everything they do has only something to do with that case. That's why there's subject matter and personal jurisdiction. And if they were actually there to tell everybody what the law was, well, they would have to tell everybody what their position on the law was in general. They wouldn't be able to hide behind that. They would be obligated to disclose their positions when it comes to these issues. But instead, they're able to avoid and dodge it all. Why? Because their job has nothing to do with telling everyone what the law is. See? And it has nothing to do with it. So it doesn't matter what they would say about COVID and what the government can do or can't do. The people decide what the government can and can't do. Not the government through its unelected, rigged up kangaroo court. That's a rubber stamp. If the court kept the government in check, the government would be in check. But the government's not in check because the government's never going to check the government. It's not complicated. As soon as you turn it into policy and then you allow the government to make the decisions about the policy, it's over. All discussion of a limited government is a fantasy. The only reason you do not see yourself locked down in a prison at all times is because then the people would catch on. And the entire game is to slowly grind them down, just like inflation. Slowly grind them down and put them into a prison slowly. Slowly take their rights. Slowly grow control by government. That's what's going on. That is the role that constitutional conservatives play in this game. That's why they are the bad guys. They are the traitors. The liberals are useless losers who want communism but openly tell you what they want. Constitutional conservatives pretend to be on the side of the people and freedom, while in fact they play the ultimate essential role of having a fake opposition that allows this proposal, anti-proposal synthesis system they use to move forward. Without constitutional conservatives standing there snowing people over and over, for, God, 200 years now, but it's just been so intense for the last 75. Without those people, the people who want freedom, who actually want a limited government, they wouldn't be confused if they knew the truth, if they were exposed to the reality, the system I'm explaining to people, then none of this would happen. But as long as those people are all co-opted and run into ditches by constitutional conservatives who run around and wave flags as the people who are behind that flag in government are taking their rights and they continue to respect the office and all this other stupid shit, we have no chance. We have no chance. See, because now we're set up that they can just roll out another pandemic, fake pandemic, new fucking uh, Omicron, Omicron A It doesn't matter. They can make up anything they want. We have now seen that it doesn't make any difference whether what they're saying is not true and whether or not they flip and flop. It makes no difference. The people remain in power. The situation just continues to get driven down our throats and nothing changes. They've already had multiple studies now that show the masks do nothing, even if they were entitled to do it, which they are not. 
but it's shown they do nothing. Have the mask restrictions been lifted? No. Why? Because it's all about policy. It's all about policy. I can assure you there is no chance in hell that any government could survive an actual trial and prove the efficacy of masks or the legitimacy of any of these lockdowns. They never could. Any of these restrictions, they have no authority to do any of it. None. Utterly ridiculous. If the government can simply claim that there's an emergency based upon government information and that therefore the government gets more authority and then the government decides whether or not any of that's legitimate, well, how do you think that's going to ever turn out? <laughs> and of course, the constitutional conservatives, they sat on their hands and they still do. They talk about it in terms of policy. They talk about it in terms of policy and decisions, and political decisions. That's not what this country is supposed to be about. That's not what freedom will ever be about. See, it's not what freedom will ever be about. If your freedom is dependent upon a policy choice by government, then you have no freedom. They will simply take it away from you over time. And anybody can look around and see that's the case. And anybody can look around and see that by turning everything into a policy choice now, it doesn't matter if it's the way the schools are run, it doesn't matter whether or not it's environmental issues, it doesn't matter if it's climate issues, it doesn't matter if it's trans issues, it doesn't matter if it's so-called pandemic issues, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's taxes or foreign policy, how much money they should send. It doesn't matter. See, none of it matters. It doesn't matter if it's the internet, it doesn't matter if it's free speech. They're all policy issues now. Everything is couched in terms of policy, and the little tiny bit of lip service they give to the so-called Constitution, they totally misstate it. If the constitutional conservatives were serious, they'd be talking about prison time for the people who violate it. But they don't. All they talk about is getting rid of them, firing them, maybe trying to get them out of office with a vote. (laughs) Nothing even happened with the rigged up vote. In fact, you're not even allowed to talk about it. They allow this complete charade to run on about January 6th. They're still holding people uh, without trial, many in solitary confinement, as they just extort money out of them and ridiculous plea bargains from these people who just wandered around on what I thought was their property. I thought the government belonged to the people. How do they bar you from the Capitol building? Makes no sense. Completely idiotic. The idea that you have trespassing. (laughs) The people trespassing on the Capitol building? It makes no sense. It's just a made-up thing. Just a made-up thing. And yet it runs on, right? The constitutional conservatives do jack shit about it? No. Are they calling for the arrests of the prosecutors and judges? No. Remember all those fake fucking Russian dossier things that went on with the FISA warrants years and years ago now when Clinton and was trying to smear Trump and it's all come out? Well, what happened to the prosecutors? What happened to the judges? What happened to the rules? Nothing happened to any of them. See, nothing happened. Those constitutional conservatives, they're not on your side. They're not on your side. They are traitors. <laughs> Most of them probably don't even know it because they're so dumb. They're just dumb human beings. That's all. They're not bright people. They like to get on the radio and the TV and blab and be patted on the back and make nice money. And they run inside this preposterous system where they argue with liberals and, and other conservatives, tell them how brilliant they are for repeating these or absurd phrases that mean nothing and never discussing any issues that matter. Everything has been turned into policy. And as soon as everything's policy, like it is now, it's over. See, it's completely over. We have to turn the ship around. People have to understand that these issues are not policy issues and that the people who are representing you, so-called, 
are not your friends. I'm doing that entire series on trial by jury. This is how you fight a holding action that these fake crimes they make up. If you knew you couldn't get convicted of one, then you'd be free to violate these fake made up crimes that they have everywhere now. Just watch any kind of show, you'll see. It's all about drugs and money laundering. Both are just made up crimes, totally made up, have nothing to do with anything. They're not actual crimes. The only victim is the government itself. It's a made up crime. Crime has to have a victim. Government's there to protect the people from crimes. That's what we're told. Government's not there to protect the government from crimes. That makes no fucking sense. And yet, who are the biggest pushers of those kinds of things? Who? Constitutional conservatives with their law and order horseshit and the back the blue and the DEA and the FBI. These people are criminals. They're criminals. And the entire justice system that enforces it, they're all just a bunch of criminals in a real system. They're all criminals. Abusing the people. And who backs them? Constitutional conservatives. <laughs> so it's it's just all there. It's all right there in front of you. Okay. They can make a list now, put any kind of chemical or drug on there they want, and then they can come arrest you if you have it. See, it's a policy choice now. It's not legal. They had to get a constitutional amendment to outlaw alcohol. They have no authority whatsoever to outlaw these drugs. It's utterly idiotic. But who's the biggest supporter? Constitutional conservatives. Why? Policy choice. It's the crazy liberals don't understand the damage being done by Oxycontin. Drugs in our community. (laughs) The fucking CIA is running all the drugs controls the whole drug business. The constitutional conservatives never bring that up. They call it conspiracy kookery. They endlessly push the 911 narrative. They're not on your side. And if people don't wake up, it's going to be over very, very, very soon. In all likelihood, it's already too late because I just look at the tiny amount of people who listen to my show and support it. It's just a small number. It's fine. That's fine. It's not sour grapes. I don't give a fuck about those other people. I don't. If they want to continue to support these jokers who are imprisoning them, then fuck them. Fuck them and the horse they rode in on. I tell people the truth, they call me a kook because the people are fucking idiots listening to these jokers in radio and TV, believing they're on their side because they're so brainwashed about the Constitution, the glory of the founders. The people don't know jack shit about the Constitution or the founders. Not one fucking thing. They're told lies. People can see certain lies. But then they can't see the other lies. The lies they love, oh, they love those. They violate the very first principle, which is they try to make true what they love instead of loving what is really true. And those constitutional conservatives, they push that shit on people and they drain after everyone we need. That's all. If people knew the truth, like I've told them in my show again and again, this world would change. But if we don't get enough people to understand the truth and hear the truth, it's not going to change. That's all. So... So that's it. That's all I cared to say about it today. And if you want to follow me, you can. I'm, I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review on Twitter. You can follow me. If you want to come there and push the stupid Constitution on me, then I'm probably going to mute you or block you because you just don't understand what's going on. I spent I spent first 30 years of my life, maybe 35, believing all that same stupid shit until I sorted it out. And now I just have no tolerance for it. I have no tolerance for it. People want to learn? That's great. I'm happy to tell them. Endless patience for that. People want to come there and tell me the same old stupid shit that I've debunked a thousand fucking times. Don't bother. Just don't bother. And thank you to the people in Patreon who step up and support my show. I know most of them do it because they respect my time and appreciate 
the knowledge and information I have that I'm willing to share. And I, I appreciate those people. That's a lot of integrity to do that. So thank you. And no new update on the movie, The Jones Plantation. It is coming out this fall. I play Mr. Jones. We're going to do some what are called pickup scenes here in the next, I don't know, maybe six, eight weeks or something. And so that'll be cool, and I'm looking forward to it. I think the movie's going to be great. I hope people support that movie and make it make money because it'll encourage other people to make more shows like that and make more movies like that. So, all right, well, that's pretty much it. So I'm going to wrap it up today. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Thanks so much. I get to take your service away. More quash. More quash.